This is the I Want to Go Fast Racing Podcast, episode number seven, Atlanta and Bristol Dirt Weeks. Michigan, Tennessee, and Texas. This is the I Want to Go Fast Racing Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Justin Henrich, Justin White, and Josh Wilbur. Welcome, welcome, race fans, to episodes of Atlanta, Bristol, and the preview of Martinsville. We would like to apologize for not having a show the last two races. Uh, one of us has been deathly ill and on his deathbed from the sniffles. Yeah, and the other one of us has overbooked himself in iRacing, so he's been pretty busy. So, Mr. Sniffles is Justin Henrich. The busy eye racer is Justin White. And I'm someone who has no life whatsoever. I am Josh Wilbur. I mean, you have a life. Didn't you just go, like, camping this weekend or something? Yes, I did. We still See? watch races. So, I mean, we, yeah, we're just busy. Exactly. I've just felt like I've been dying. But um, I'm. <laughs> it's nice to be back with uh, everyone. And I'll, I'll, I've had something similar, so it's I'm still biting off the seasonal allergy stuff. All this pollen is crazy. Uh, it was, especially two weeks ago, it was really bad. But on the bright side, I was able to do some watching of some racing. So, I mean, I was working from home when I was sick, so I even got to watch all the Bristol races on Monday, which was pretty awesome. But uh, yeah, I had, those, uh, I had those streaming in the background while I was working, just to kind of keep keep an eye on it, so I could wa- rewatch it a little bit later and kind of know what was happening and going on. Uh, I was watching a driver's car on the NASCAR app, and I was just watching Ricky Stenhouse Jr.'s car. Actually, I was watching him go around the track. So anyway, I know why you're watching. Why his... there's another red flag? So I'm like, there's no, there's no red flag. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Well, when I was at work, it just kept saying a red flag. I didn't know they were doing red flag stops for the for the pit stops, so I didn't know that was happening. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that I didn't agree with with this uh, dirt race. It was not um, like any conventional type of race for NASCAR, so I found found it a little um, not watchable at times. So. <laughs> I enjoyed right. it a lot, but well, let's let's hop right into it. I said, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We still get ahead of ourselves. Start with some NASCAR. Um, just like the last time around, Arca is not racing again until I believe it is. I do think they're actually going to race this month, so that part's yay. April twenty fourth, Talladega Super Speedway. So Arca Menard Series. They're all still off until then. That's uh, the next race. But we've had some truck racing going on. So we're going to go all the way back a couple weeks ago to Atlanta. And uh, this race was pretty well dominated by the winner. But uh, in 10th place was Stuart Friesen. 9th, Brett Moffitt. In 8th, uh, good old Matt Crafton. Seventh place, Ross Chastain. And sixth place, Zane Smith. Fifth place, Sheldon Creen, Creed. Um, fourth place, Johnny Sauter. Third place, John Hunter Nemechek. Um, in second place, Austin Hill. And then in first place, notching his 60th win in the Camping World Truck Series, Kyle Busch. And <clears throat> Kyle Busch was pretty dominant. He led 102 of 130 laps. So, um... He might have lost to John Harnimacek last time the two raced, but this time he got the best of them, dominated, and um, 
ended up winning pretty easily. So, but Kyle Busch is really good when it comes to the truck series. So I don't know if you, either of you got to watch any of that Atlanta race, um, the truck race. But yeah, I was, I did. I was very inquisitive to watch it to see if NASCAR was going to handle Kyle Busch's, in my opinion, spin at Las Vegas and his purpose purpose spin at Las Vegas. So they did and like do whatever their idea of an investigation is, but I don't think anything I, came of it. I think Kyle Busch ended up remembering what happened to uh uh Daryl Wallace. I mean not yeah. Bubba Wallace. He, he, I thought not Daryl Wallace, uh Bubba Wallace. Yep. Bubba admitted to it and got penalized by NASCAR. So yep. um I think Kyle Busch learned his lesson and decided just to not say anything so he wouldn't get caught because it's kind of hard to prove that he actually did anything. So Yeah, I, I don't think you really I don't think you really can prove that, to be honest with you. So No, it's near impossible. But uh yeah, so that race was pretty well dominated by Kyle Busch. Um Nothing super, super crazy went on in that race I can think of. However, when we moved to the next week for the truck series, they were lucky enough to get to race at the Bristol and do the dirt racing. And it's kind of interesting because um, (laughs) while they were going to do the qualifying heat on Saturday, so it had rained. And the rain had stopped, and they, you know, were running other race cars around the track to try to dry the dirt the best they could. And so they decided to give it a shot. And when the trucks went out there to do the first heat race, after like two laps, all the, besides maybe the lead car, the lead truck, everything was caked with mud. Like no one could see out their windshields. The radiators were all caked with mud. It was very interesting say the least. So that's when they're like, oh, crap. Well, I guess we're just going to have to cancel all the heat races and we will just um, race on Sunday. And originally, I think they were going to do the cup race first and the truck race after, which would be kind of interesting because a lot of cup um, series drivers were in the truck race to try to get some experience. But you guys all know what happened then on Sunday. Bristol got torrential downpours, and there was literally flooding going on. So poor NASCAR, man. They couldn't catch a break. Here everyone's super excited for this dirt racing, and it gets flooded out the whole weekend, and they have to go till Monday. Although Monday they did it in the normal order then. They did the cup, or they did the trucks first, and then they did the cup series. So um, I know you guys, we were just talking about it, so you might not have gotten to watch the race, but you got to listen or keep track a little bit. And the truck race on dirt, I really actually enjoyed it quite a bit. So it's uh, definitely challenging. I don't understand how anyone sees out of those windshields when they're showing the in-car cam. It's like, holy smokes, I will, uh, I would have crashed into someone by now just because I didn't see them. Um, their spotters do a really a good big, job, though. Um, that was a big controversial thing. They're like, well, dirt cars don't have windshields. Why do we have windshields? Um, they were saying rip the windshields out and let's go racing, but that actually um, in, involves a lot of the integrity of the car, you know, the strength of the car by taking the windshield out. So I wonder if next season they would consider may, like remaking the cars just for the dirt. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Well, to see. Ne- I believe from the things I've heard, they're talking about doing a, a night race instead of the daytime race. Because if you want in the turn. I think it was one or two or three and four. I can't remember, but you could not see oh, and the anything sun was with setting. the dust yeah. and the sun. But if they Can do... anybody tell me the last time they've been to a dirt race during the day? I don't know. They don't do them during the day. Why do they not do them during the day? Because the sun it's is known dusty. to bake the dirt. Hmm. Very interesting. What if they'd ever consider putting windshield wipers and washer fluid? <laughs> I joke, but I don't know. That you never know. Red clay, it, it's pretty thick. So I, it also cracked me up that they had Swiffers in the trucks and in the cars. I was listening to Haley Deegan's radio, and I remember she's like, oh, guys, my Swiffer broke. And then, <laughs> and then at some point, she's like, maybe we should have like uh, the Swiffer wet jet next time. And then she, another time, she's like, 
Or maybe we should have a leaf blower in here. <laughs> it was pretty Those funny. She was dirty. Every car in that dust cloud was dirty. I know. It was amazing. She was cracking me up though. Whenever she would be talking about like what they should have in there, and something bigger and bigger, and all of a sudden it was a leaf blower. So kind of cracked me up. But you um, see, um, what's his name? Um, Stuart. There was I think it was Stuart Friesen or Brett Moffat. Brett Moffat had his all white. <laughs> Driver's uniform and uh, <laughs> yep. orange red by the time he was done. Yep. A lot of the drivers though said they had a really good time. So um which I'll go through the top ten results here for the trucks. But um in tenth place was Austin Wayne Self. Uh ninth place was Austin Hill. In eighth place was Parker Kligerman. In seventh place was Zane Smith. In sixth place was Grant and Finger. In fifth place, good old Chase Briscoe, getting some experience before he does the uh, cup race, which I think Chase actually is a dirt racer in the past. So, um, In fourth place was Todd Gilligan. Um, third place, Raphael Lezard. Second place, Ben Rhodes. And in first place, and he's not a dirt track driver, which is why he was in this race, but, man, you wouldn't know it because he dominated and he had a a blast. It was fun watching him interview him. But Martin Truex Jr., he was amazing out there in the trucks racing in the dirt. Like he he dominated, I would say. Let's see. He I think he led 105 with 150 laps, and there were 12 cautions for 54 laps. So there were a ton of cautions. Um, Kyle Larson, who was the favorite going into the race. Um, and also John Hunter Nemechek both wrecked, so they were not there at the end. So that was kind of surprising. Some other well, notable. We don't have the best. Yeah, we don't have the best driver. You know, NASCAR terms that we have the best drivers in the world. I think <laughs> Martin Truex Jr. proved it. Yeah, he was awesome. Um, other notables: Matt Crafton was 14th, Kevin Harvick was 15th, Sheldon Creed was 16th, um, Daniel Serez raced this one. He was 17th. Haley Deegan, top 20. So she finished in 19th. I know she was a little disappointed because I think she thought she had a little more, but um, I mean, she's just learning, even though she's done dirt before. Top 20 finish. That's awesome. Uh, Ryan Truex, 20th. So he got to, I believe they're brothers, Ryan Truex, Martin Truex Jr. So uh, let's see. Any other cup racers in here? Kyle Larson ended up in 35th. So, and Nemechek 39th. But yeah, so that was a, uh, it was a really fun race to watch. I really enjoyed it. It was cool to see how excited Martin Truex Jr. was when he got out of the truck. And, you know, I don't think he knew what to expect with the dirt, and he was just loving it. So, it was a great way to kick off the uh, dirt races. The only sad thing was since they didn't get to do the uh, qualifying, that means it went by points and stuff. So Stuart Friesen didn't get to race with his wife because she might have gotten in if she was able to uh, do it. She was faster in practice. She, I think she had a legitimate chance of making it. So. I do too, yeah. So that that was the only thing was like, oh, that's too bad. But, you know, there's going to be next year again, so she should hopefully get a shot at it next year because they did announce they'll be doing – Racing again at Bristol, and I imagine the trucks will be part of that. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't mention any time or schedule. They just said that they were going to do it again during the spring. So, yep. And um, as far as the trucks go, they are going to be off again. Um, obviously, they run an Easter weekend off, and they don't race until April seventeenth at Richmond Raceway. So they get this upcoming weekend off as well. And if we go take a look at the standings here. Um, I'll go through the top five. Um, Stuart Friesen is in fifth place. Matt Crafton is in fourth place. Sheldon Creed second. Ben Rhodes, or sorry, Sheldon Creed third. Ben Rhodes second, and John Hunter Nemechek is in currently in first place right now. So, and that is by points. If uh, you then take wins into effect, Ben Rhodes has two wins, so he would be in front of John Hunter Nemechek. But um. Points wise, that's what we're looking at. So, and that is the uh, the trucks. 
Justin, I'll let you go into Xfinity a little bit, and they didn't race at Bristol, but they did race Atlanta. Yes, they did race in Atlanta, and that was, you know, Atlanta's one of those uh, older, you know, oldest surface on the on the circuit, so it puts the uh, the driving back into the uh, driver's hands. Doesn't require a lot. I mean, the car being set up is part of it, but requires a lot on the driver itself. Um, so the Cup Series and the Xfinity Series is there um, in Atlanta. And it was a very interesting race with the Xfinity Series. Um, there's a little bit of controversy um, involving a couple of drivers between Noah Gregson mm. and Harrison Burton. Noah a Gregson? Of, you know, a lot of people. Yeah, I know. No. A, lot, a lot of people have been accusing Noah of being hothead and having some temper issues. And um, if, if I recall correctly, Harrison, not Harrison, but... Uh, no, it wasn't Harrison. Who was it? It was. Um, was it the other Burton? Jeb? Austin? No, was it Cindric? No, he won't no. surprise me. Or you'll have to. It's it's been a few weeks since I've watched this race, so I'm trying to remember who it was involving. Daniel Hemrick. That's who. It yep, was. it was Daniel Hemrick. Yep. Daniel Hemrick drove through his actually slid his car through the pit box, and uh, when he did, um, he ended up in Noah's pit box. So. No, he Hamrick backed up, but Hamrick didn't back up far enough. I mean, he backed up just far enough to where his car was out of out of Noah Gregson's box, but you know, pulled far enough up in the box where it was harder for Noah to get in. And Noah was all the way outside of his pit box. So the rule states you have to have at least three tires in your pit box. So Noah had to back up to turn back into his pit box. He ended up actually crunching the front quarter panel of. Daniel Hemrick's car, and and of course some people say that he put a crew member, you know, a crew member's life at risk or whatever. But I mean these these guys they don't have backup cameras, they can't see. They're just trying to back up to get. He was trying to back up in a, you know, stressful situation and ended up ramming the front of Daniel Hemrick's car. And you know he Noah got into his pit box. I think he had a little a few accident before then, and you know left side of his car was tore up, but. You know, Noah ended up finishing fourth in the race, and he had some comments after the race about Daniel Hamrick. And most of the interview that I heard from Noah was a really good interview, except for the last sentence. You could tell he stopped, and you could watch his brain start to think about something, saying something stupid, and he did. And he basically said that Daniel Hamrick, if my career was going like Daniel Hamrick's, I would be at this point too. Which, you know, that's kind of throwing some low punches in there. You don't, you know. He could have said what he said without saying that and still got his point across. So, Do you know what Hemrick said? Hemrick said in an interview, I got a hole in the nose of my car when Gregson backed into it, and he got popped in the eye. So I'd say we're in good shape. Because uh, yeah, they were brawling after the race, after yep. the race was over. Because uh, Noah was giving his interview, and Daniel Hemrick basically walked over and put yep. Noah, tried to put him in a headlock, and Noah kind of... I guess what do you want to call it? Uh, he didn't take. Out of it yeah, he didn't quick. take that very well. No, and then they started throwing punches, and one of Noah's crew member crew members, and if I remember correctly, it's Dale Hart Jr.'s uh, uh, brother-in-law, who's married to Kelly Earnhardt. Um, he stepped up and grabbed Daniel Hemrick, which allowed Noah Gregson to get in a couple of free free pops. So, I, my opinion that happens, I think those two just need, everybody needs to step back and let those two, you know, box it out until they're, kind of like what they do in hockey. You know, they box it out until they're on the floor. So that's what they should do. Just yeah. let them have that. I, I would, I would like racing so much more if you just saw fighting in the pits every race. See? See? Man, it seems the like it these drivers, days. But, the uh, drivers get to go over and they box it out. And then once they end up on the floor, they split them up. So didn't even wait for the interview. No, I didn't get a penalty. What? Didn't even wait for the interview to end, though. Hemrick just went right in no. there. He went right in there. So Noah didn't get a penalty for backing into him. Daniel Hemrick didn't get a penalty for attacking Noah. So it's basically they let them boys have at it. And, you know, it's going to create some interesting racing this next few, especially when Noah and, and Daniel get together on the track. It's, it's definitely going to be interesting. So you definitely need to tune in and watch it. But we'll cover the top ten real quick. Um, Ryan Sieg was 10th. Daniel Hemrick finished 9th. Justin Haley finished 8th. Michael Annette 7th. Riley Herbist 
sixth. AJ Allmendinger, the Dinger, finished fifth. He's having a really good run in the Xfinity Series this year. He is. Of course, I said Noah Gregson was fourth. Harrison Burton, third. Martin Truex Jr. and was second. And Justin Algar ended up winning the race. This the Martin Truex Jr. This is his first Xfinity race that he has ran since two thousand and seven. I'd have to look. It's been it's been a long time since he ran in the Xfinity series. So I think since he won his championship and they moved up to uh, Earnhardt Incorporated to run the one car. So um it was quite interesting. He led he led most of the race, hundred and three laps. Um he got caught up on some bad pit strategy and Justin Algar ended up passing him for the win. Um, actually, uh, Justin Algar come out in one of those pit stops after the caution, come out in front, and was uh, basically able to just keep Martin Truex behind him because Martin Truex started deep in the field. So definitely watch. Interesting watching Truex my... run him down. You guys want to hear my controversial opinion on this? Go for it. NASCAR drivers need to stay out of the Chuck series and the Xfinity series, especially this time when there's no practice because they're getting an unfair advantage from the other drivers that aren't doing that. They need to stay out of the other two series. I don't fully disagree with that. I mean, I, but I don't fully agree with it because the cup drivers are what bring the fans to, to, to these races, you know, like Kyle Busch winning. I mean, a lot of people hate Kyle Busch, but they're booing him for a reason. So he's doing something right. He's winning all the time, but NASCAR has put a limit on these guys. They can only run like five races a piece in the Xfinity and the truck series. So, but they cannot plan run any playoff races. Yeah. So since I don't they're... disagree with it, but I don't agree with it. I think they should limit it down to a little bit more, maybe just three races. Since they're limited and they don't count for any, like they're not going to take any playoff positions or anything from anyone in Xfinity or, the truck series. I'm okay with it because it does, it does make it exciting as a fan when you go to the race and there's a cup driver or two that's in there that, you know, so. Well, I mean, they technically do because if you look at the points, um, you know, Martin Truex Jr. Scored no points in second place. You know, Justin Algar scored 57. Um, Harrison Burton scored 50, but that's because of the stage points. But then Noah Gregson didn't have any stage points and he only scored 33 points. So that's a big, you know, that's a big jump right there alone, just between 57 to 33 of those two are championship contenders, Noah and Justin. So no one's going to have to win himself a race, but, uh, I don't really mind. No, I like, I like Josh's opinion. I think they should, you know, limit it more. Well, I think he says none, but I think they should limit it more and then, those points are, you know, given as owner points, but it then falls down to the third, fourth, you know, who, wherever they finish that, you know, their points get wiped up, but the people get to move up and take those points. Like third would take second place points. Mm. I think they should swap that, you know, give, give the points to, you know, like Harrison Burton technically would have finished second if Martin Chokes Jr. wasn't in it. I say, so, I, I know all these guys' goals are to get up to the cup series someday. So I like that there's some cup drivers in there and they gotta, they gotta beat these cup drivers then. Prove you can do it. All guy I did. I do like that point because they eventually have to race them. But I think they should limit it down a little bit more. I think five races is still too many. I know at one time, Kevin Harvick was running the Cup and the Xfinity Series, both. I think it was the Nationwide Series at the time. And he ended up winning the Nationwide Championship while fighting for the Cup Series. But then, like I said, NASCAR decided to start limiting it. So and say Back in the day, they didn't limit it necessarily. I remember Mark Martin and Jeff Gordon used to race in the Bush Series a lot. Which I loved, but yeah. Carl Edwards ended up winning the championship while he was fighting for the Cup championship. So, yep. Um, now they don't let you do. You know, you got to pick one series, which is fine, because they have so many people trying to get into the sport, which is exciting. I like it. Yep. So while the trucks are off, the Xfinity cars are going to go to Martinsville this weekend, April the ninth. So they'll be there with the. Uh, Cup cars. So it's going to be, like I said, interesting race to see these two because now we're going from an intermediate 1.5 cookie cutter top track to a short track. So, you know, they've had an off week, actually a couple of off weeks. The tempers have cooled. Let's see if they rekindle that again when they get back together on the short track. Because I guarantee you, Daniel Hemrick, you know, me just racing the way I do with iRacing, if somebody, you know, does me wrong, I do not give them any additional room when I race them. So, mm-hmm. And it's going to be a, going to be a fun race to watch. Nice. 
What are the standings? Um, at the moment, I'm happy with who's in first. My page down. Of course you are. I'll just do the <laughs> top five. Justin Haley's in fifth. AJ Allmendinger is sixth. Is fourth. Harrison Burton is third. Daniel Hemrick is second. And first is Austin Sindering. Like I said, Ooh. that's where Noah Gregson doesn't have a lot to stand on by saying Daniel Hemrick's career is suffering when he's already standing second in points. Now, I know we've only had, what, four or five races? So, um, six races. But still, he needs. To, he, he's not a seasoned veteran. He's not like Daniel you know, Dale Earnhardt Jr., he's not Kyle Busch, where he can say these things and then back it up by winning. If he's a winning driver, says these things, you know, people are going to say, well, he's a winner, so I guess he has a, you know, he has a right to, to kind of say it. But since he's only won, I think, two or three races in the couple of years he's been with Junior Motorsports, he's in the best equipment. He's got a lot on his shoulders to prove right now. He's going to have to fight for that championship at the end of the year. And if he doesn't, then everything that he has said is basically just a hothead running his mouth. So, yep, it'll be fun. It's going to be fun, fun, fun. Sir, but we'll move over to the cup series. Josh, you're up. All right. So we're going to go back to the Atlanta Motor Speedway. That was a great race. Um, I was very happy with the results. I'm sure you were. So in 10th place was Kevin Harvick. Ninth place, Martin Truex Jr., Eighth place, William Byron. Seventh place, Chris Busher. Sixth place, Austin Dillon. Fifth place, Kyle Frickin' Bush. Fourth place, Denny Hamlin. Third place, Alex Bowman. Second place, the guy who dominated this race led 269 laps, got passed on like the with six laps to go by the eventual winner, Mr. Ryan Blaney. That was heartbreaking. Larson, I, I believe he had his car set up for during the day, and as it cooled off, I totally agree with that. Him starting to struggle. Yep, because you could I mean, see he, the handling. Beginning of that race, he could yep. drive anywhere. He could put that car anywhere he wanted to. I he thought he was going to win easy. Decide to turn down. And then Blaney didn't have that special of a car until you know the track started cooling off, and then his setup came in, and he he became a rocket ship. Holy crap! Like, where did this come from? Ah, but, you know, I'm a huge Blaney fan, so I was pretty ecstatic. I like Kyle Larson a lot, too, don't get me wrong. I've been disappointed if he won, but, um, yeah, Blaney, I want him to get his I'm, win, get in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. After watching what happened after the race, I'm now a big Blaney fan as well because – he took the checkered flag, and instead of keeping it for himself, he found a young kid in the crowd and gave it to the young man, and that's going to be a souvenir for that kid for life and a story he's going to tell his grandkids. So right there, uh, Ryan Blaney kind of won me over as a fan. So yeah. I think I'm switching from the 9 to the 12. That was really cool, and I think he even started a little bit of a tradition because um, we, we'll talk about that when we get to Bristol, but the winner of the Bristol race did the same thing, and I'm, I was really impressed. I love how they're thinking of their fans and these kids and all that. But, um, yeah, Blaney started that. We've got to include the fans right now. And, know, the um, stands are half, you know, three-quarters of the way empty. They've got to do something to engage them. Well, I mean, obviously there's a reason they're three-quarters empty. But, um, no, I Ryan Blaney, every interview, everything I've heard or read about just points to him being a great guy, a great person. So, um very low key guy, but um, he's just he's awesome, and he's a really talented driver too. Obviously, um, but no, I like Kyle Larson I have a question too. For you guys, mm-hmm. did any of you guys think Kevin Harvick was going to struggle at this race, especially after his previous dominance of Atlanta? Any of you guys think he was going to struggle? I mean, I I thought he'd do a little better, but I mean. He went a lap down early, and he rallied to a top 10 and hey, said this was the biggest piece of junk he's ever driven. Like In all fairness to Kevin Harvick, he's been kind of quiet in the background, but he's doing good every race still. So, um, 
all of Stuart Haas's Haas is struggling right now. All of them, every one of them. It's I just mean, we're not running. We're so used to we're, Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin winning every other race that now it seems like they're struggling, but they're actually still doing really good. There's a lot of parity in the Cup Series this year, which is a big word everybody's tossing around. A lot of first-time winners, you know, guys running up front that normally don't run up front. I think this is some of the closest racing we I have I have seen since. 2014, 20, you know, 15. So I love it. I love it in all sports when the competition is so good, you don't know who's going to win each night. And so this is great. It's really good for the sport. All in all, in all yeah, their like I said, leagues too. Yeah. Like I said, I think this, uh, when they went back racing with this COVID issue, I think they gained a lot of uh, following that they did not expect. I guess you could say an archive. I'm expecting Ty Gibbs to win a lot of races, but otherwise, I don't know who's going to win. <laughs> that that kid's impressive. I'm really he excited. Had cur- he had some controversial uh, words after Daytona. If you guys did, I, I didn't realize he had said that um, in the Arca series. Where he basically trashed all the other drivers, you know, in, in the package, basically saying this package sucks and these guys don't know how to drive. And a lot of people took took offense to it because of what he said being so young, you know, he, you know, he's basically, a, you know, a guy that thinks he should already be winning every single race and he's, you know, having a fight for it and he doesn't think he should have to. So. Yeah. I don't know if I would. Yeah. That's probably not the best idea. Although he's been winning. So at least he's backing his Mac talk up. But um, his first experience started at a road course. That's, you know, pretty impressive. So. Yep. I agree. So that was Atlanta, a great race. I was super excited about that. And then we went to Bristol. Tech, or Josh, what happened at Bristol? Yeah. Uh, well, Bristol, uh, Justin used the word uh, a lot of parody in the league, and uh, that's kind of evident in this top 10. <laughs> top 10, Chase Elliott. Ninth, Eric Jones. Eighth, Ryan Blaney. Seven, Tyler Reddick. Sixth, William Byron. Fifth, Ryan Newman. Fourth, Daniel Suarez, who actually led 58 laps. He had a great race. They don't race. have dirt in Mexico. He has never run on a dirt course <laughs> in his life. That was his first time ever, yeah. In third place, Denny Hamlin. In second place, the guy that I picked for fantasy, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. And in first place, Joey Logano. Joey Logano. The dirt ringers. Uh, ringers. So funny thing about um, Joey Logano winning was the week before Ryan Blaney was in the booth doing the um, Xfinity race and he won the cup race. And so, you know, when Joey Logano was doing the, the, the Bristol dirt race, which is really cool when you think about it, he was broadcasting. And then right after that, he had to run down and go race. And they jokingly were telling him, oh, well, you're going to have to win then today too. And he did. So apparently more drivers are going to want to go in the booth and um, improve their odds at winning. But I really enjoy Joey Logano when he's in the booth. He does a great job. I will say Joey Logano has one of the best spotters in the industry, TJ Majors, who used to be the spotter for Dale Earnhardt Jr. So it's probably contributing to some of his success. I'd agree. It's amazing how good those spotters. I know do. the dirt ringers, Christopher Bell and Cal Larson. Those two, you know, they expect we expected those guys to be up front running, and they wrecked. They ended up taking each other out. So, yeah. What did um? They Christopher Bell only run fifty four laps. Cal Larson run two hundred and forty eight. Um, basically, it come down to Christopher Bell had committed to the high line to run it. And Kyle Larson followed him, and Christopher Bell lost it, and they stacked it up, both of them, and it's a bunch of other cars, and that was the end of the day for him because yeah, Kyle Larson Bell started was... the back after a motor change, and he was coming to the front. He had fifty, I think I said he had fifty laps in, and he was up to P six or P seven before it happened. So, yeah, he had a good car, but unfortunately, he was still running at the end. But twenty ninth place, Christopher Bell Damage. was out. He was thirty fourth place. There were a lot of surprises. A lot of those dirt racers didn't do quite as well as you would have thought. <laughs> However, I gotta give Go, Ryan Blaney. The... I want to give Ryan Blaney some props I was, because I was just about to talk about that. Yeah, 
He finished the race with half a car. He did. In eighth place. Yeah, you look it at was... his Twitter feed and NASCAR's Twitter feed. That was crazy. I was like, how in the heck did he do so well with that car? Like, he legit was beating people that had full cars. Basically, his 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 driver's side was mostly all caught from the rear back. It's Bristol, baby. Panel. It's Bristol. Yep. Bristol dirt, baby. Yep. That, that was and pretty impressive. So for this week, they're at Martinsville running the Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief 500. Oh, the Emu. The sponsor that dropped Bubba Wallace for wage quitting last year. I always think of Lemu Emu, even though I think that's different, but. <laughs> the commercial. Yeah. Lemu uh, Emu and Doug. And Doug. For the standings, do you guys want me to do the 16 or do you want me to just go like 10? You can do 16. I mean, these guys are fighting for it. All right. So in 16th, we got Alex Bowman, 15th. We got Kurt Busch, 14th. Freaky Stenhouse Jr., 13th. Kyle Busch, 12th. Michael McDowell, 11th. Austin Dillon, 10th. Christopher Bell. Nine, number nine, Chase Elliott. Hey, look at that. Eighth, Kevin Harvick. Seventh, Brian Blaney. Sixth, William Byron. Fifth, Brad Keselowski. Fourth, Kyle Larson. Third, Martin Truex Jr. Second, Joey Logano. And first, Denny Hamlin. Nice PJs, Hamlin. (laughs) You know, Joey Logano is really starting to grow on me. I never disliked him, but I, like him. I like him more and more as the seasons go on. I don't know if he's maturing a little bit or what, but he just seems like a good guy. He's funny. He knows his you stuff. You like him because he drives your car number. He has my favorite number. He needs just he interacts so well with the fans. Um, that that's big t- for me. So yes, because after the race, he too grabbed the checkered flag and gave it to another young fan. I know. I really like that. Um. The other thing that cracks me up is how different the Bush brothers are. Because Kurt Bush is so fan-friendly and does a whole bunch of cool stuff, and Kyle Bush is just Kyle Bush. I'm guessing he likes his own fans, though. I it think depends he, if it suits his style at the time. Yeah, I, I think he kind of takes on the, the I'm the enemy, the villain guy, and runs with it. So, And he does a good job of running well, with it. A lot it. of people are. A lot of people are comparing Joe Logano to like a uh, Dale Earnhardt, who was a great guy outside of the outside of the race car. You know, he was basically friendly, would give you a shirt off off his back. But in the race car, that's his office. That's where he earns his money. Get out of the way. I'm going to win, or I'll do what it takes to win. Yeah, no, Joey Logano will get aggressive sometimes. That's for sure. But I I, I like the guy. So I mean, like I said, overall NASCAR has. A wonderful stable of people, and they they do a good job interacting with their fans and stuff. But um, Joy Logano's definitely grown on me. But yeah, so I I I personally enjoyed Bristol Dirt Week. I was <clears throat> a little disappointed that the heat races and stuff got rained out, but I was so happy that they had good enough weather on Monday that they could run both races. Yeah, they they went to single fall restarts there. What about halfway through the race? So. Yep, they adjusted it was, it on the fly. Was, it was so dusty because I was watching, like I said, I was watching at work. I was watching Ricky Stenhouse Jr.'s in-car camera, and I can't remember if it was turn one or two or turn three and four, but when you went in there, you could not see anything besides dust and sunlight. I mean, it was hard to see. Yeah, they're they're pushing for a night race. and I, I, Like I said, I, I don't know if Fox will do it, but I think it'll be – better overall racing in general because you'll be able to see through the dust they'll be able to keep the track surface wetter um, for longer periods of time so um because right now during the stages they were spending two or three minutes trying to re- you know repair the track or put water down and that was just not it wasn't doing it you know there wasn't enough i mean they were trying to put water on the upper groove and the lower groove but they got these guys running the middle groove so I said, I told you they would cook the dirt, and if they did not have the rain, I'm pretty sure. Because you see the tire, the tire wear. They couldn't make it past 50 laps before they were burning the tires off the thing. So yeah, that was crazy. Um, NAS- these NASCAR guys are not dirt people. They're not dirt experts. So, and they should have been listening to the dirt experts. 
in my opinion, like Chase Briscoe and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and a few of these other guys who've raced dirt before who's like, hey, you guys need to spend more time, work on the track, get rid of the dust, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But they just ran it the way they decided to run it, and they learned the hard way. And I think next year will be better. I don't know if they'll continue to do it after next year. Marcus Smith said on the Dell Jigger download that, you know, for sure they're doing it next year, but he doesn't, he's not going to comment on any future type of dirt. We'll see what happens. They may commit to another like purpose built dirt track instead of Bristol dirt. Now I, uh, on, uh, on April fool's day, Las Vegas had a good one. Las Vegas mm. Motor Speedway said next year they're gonna they're do, they're gonna do a dirt race now too. Yep, which would be interesting a full you know, mile and a half on dirt, but hey, I would like to see one dirt track a year. I think Britain, yeah, uh, the the Smiths owned a couple of dirt tracks, you know. So I'm like I said, I'm the, I'm really thinking they're going to end up taking NASCAR Cup to a purposely built dirt track. I'd be up for that. Like Knoxville, you know, here, I think it was August or July, the trucks are going to Knoxville, and that's not Knoxville, Tennessee. That's Knoxville, Iowa. So, the race. Dirt dirt racing's fun. I hope they keep at least one race. I'd like to see all these different races from road courses to dirt to rovals to super speedways to short track. So, I like seeing a a mix-up. Makes every week exciting and different. We're just... NASCAR is just proving why why NASCAR has the best drivers in the world. That's all they're doing. In my opinion, I already knew they had the best drivers in the world. They could drive more than just ovals. So, yep. I I I'm I'm waiting for Austin because that track was built for for F1 cars and yes. it has a real sharp hairpin turn that I am looking forward to watching. And that um, third... car racing ended up leading to they they scanned the chicago um inner city or chicago city track and you can run the nascar cup card on it which may open the door for nascar to run in nashville inside the city limits like indycar does or f1 does or even inside you know the city of chicago because you know hmm. chicagoland is now not on the schedule anymore so it's going to open up that possibility send in the bell isle in detroit that would be fun Oh, I can't I can't wait for NASCAR to run Monaco. Hey, it's possible. If you don't my, know. If my son watches this and heard me say that, he'll probably slap me because that's his favorite F1 track. He'd be like, how dare you try to soil Monaco with with NASCAR cars? Is Xfinity going to be there in Austin? be upset that they run on the Indy, Indy course. Yep, all three of them. Nice. So Austin Sindrick can win in Austin. Austin wins in Austin. That's what I think is going to happen. <laughs> You heard it here first. But um, I was going to bring up Tony Stewart's um, Tony Stewart and Ray Abraham's new series, the SRX series that starts in June, which is, like I said, just a primary short track um, type of IROC series. It's similar to IROC. So the biggest thing I see is that they're going to run this, this very generic, not generic car, very unique, but standard car. You're going to, Bringing in the best drivers in the world from Formula One, IndyCar, NASCAR. Going to bring these guys in and let them run short, dirt short tracks, asphalt, concrete short tracks. I think it's going to be interesting to watch. I think it debuts sometime in June, June 12th or 17th, one of the two. Um, you guys may want to take and give that a give that a look. The car is really interesting. There's no front splitter, which I've been an avid, avid hater of the splitter ever since it came into NASCAR. So, um. We'll we'll may start covering we may start covering it once once they get that series revved up. June twelfth, Stafford Motor Speedway. Then they'll be racing June nineteenth yep, in Knoxville. So. Eldora Speedway, June twenty sixth, Lucas Oil Raceway, July third, Slinger Speedway, July tenth, and Nashville Fairgrounds, July seventeenth. So it's just a little summer series. Mentioning the fairgrounds. Um and Marcus Smith and Dell Jr. went over to sign a letter of intent with the mayor to hopefully start revamping the track to bring the NASCAR Cup Series to the Nashville Fairgrounds, which is different than the Nashville Super Speedway. So it's going to be interesting development. No, oh, that'll be fun. So two of them are dirt tracks, Eldora and Knoxville, and then the other ones are um, pavement. 
But yeah, it'll be fun to to see how that goes. So nine drivers have been announced: yep. Stewart, Helio, mm-hmm. Bobby Lavani, Paul Tracy, Tony Cannon, Bill Bill Elliott's gonna race. Yep, Bill Dell Jr.'s mentioned he might do it if his wife Amy lets him. Three more driver announcements expected. That'd be cool. Hey, Mark Martin, you should come race. That would be a dream come true, but I think he's really enjoying retirement, so that probably will not be happening. I'm glad I, he's I enjoying surprise, retirement. I wouldn't be surprised to see Jimmy Johnson actually get announced to run that series. Maybe if he's not doing um, IndyCar, because that's when IndyCar yep. will be going too, so... Nice. Well, thanks for the update on that. That's pretty exciting. All right. Oh, the Texas. You ready to move on to fantasy? Texas' I, I wanna hear favorite it. time. I want to hear it. If you guys don't notice, Josh has been doing really well in fantasy, so he's excited to hear about this. Yeah, well, actually, I was gonna say if you do, if you've never watched uh, if you've never watched Bearded Kilt racing when he does his uh, his live races, he makes that noise. <laughs> Not gonna disagree with it. So it didn't for Josh. It didn't necessarily start out hot when we go back to Atlanta, but he had a really good Bristol pick. But um, Atlanta week. Chuck had my dad had Martin Trex Jr. who ended up finishing ninth and got him thirty two points. So. That was really good for him. Josh had Austin Sindrick, but he ended up in 22nd, so he only got 15 points. Um, Sindrick just didn't do very good in Atlanta overall. That's not his track, apparently. I picked Eric Almarola, who was at 20th, so got me 17 points. I mean, that's not great, but it's not terrible. Um, Justin had Daniel Suarez. Ah, oh, he should have picked him he for the other one. He screwed me. He screwed me. <laughs> he did get. He did finish seventeenth. Um, twenty-one points. He had a top five car, and he was running fast. He had it. Well, is it, he ended up getting a late speed, pit road speeding penalty. So, and then Matt, my brother, also chose Austin Sindrick again, twenty-second place. Zay, who was leading the points and who was leading after Atlanta, um, picked Daniel Suarez as well. Again, seventeenth, twenty-one points. And then we had the big shakeup uh, with the Bristol Dirt Race. Uh, my dad chose Chase Briscoe because of his uh, dirt background. Got 20th, so 17 points. Josh, this is where Josh decided to go with Ricky Stenhouse Jr., who ended up second place. Are you kidding me? 42 points. That was, that was big because, I mean, it's not that Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is a bad driver, but second place out of him is pretty darn good. That's, that's impressive. That, that's a big one right there. That was the impressive. I figured is- you would. I figured day, you would have choose him for a super speedway like Talladega or Daytona. Well, the day of that race, I was flipping between him and Stuart uh, Friesen. I did go with Stuart yeah. Friesen. Yep. Friesen. I I was I was sitting there like, oh, I want to see the truck race. See how he does. Like I like I had stent. I I said on this podcast maybe two weeks before the Bristol race that I was going to go with Ricky Stenhouse Jr., but then I started doubting myself. But then I was like, nah, I'll go Ricky. And, hey, I got top two. Yeah, it was impressive. I did go Stuart Friesen just because he specializes on dirt tracks and he doesn't race the Cup Series much. So, um, And I'm still working on just using drivers outside the top 20, trying to get some you know, top 20 finishes out of some of these drivers, which I'm getting close. Um but, you know, I was hoping for an actual top 20, not 23rd. But he got me 14 points still. Uh, poor Justin. Had a great pick with Christopher Bell, but he got wrapped up in that accident early. So he finished 34th. And then um, my brother and Zay both picked Kyle Larson. Great pick. Kyle Larson also got wrecked. 29th place, 8 points. So in our league, there was a huge shakeup. And... um. In last place, 125 points out is my brother. So he's going to have to, still plenty of racing to go, but he's going to have to step it up a little bit. I am in fifth place, 73 points out. But again, I haven't, I don't think I've used any top 20 drivers. So I'm just trying to not be too far out and then make my move. We'll see how that works. Um, Chuck, my dad, moved up to fourth place, 56 points out, and he's fast approaching third place, which is Justin White who's 53 points out. So watch out. 
And then the shakeup at the top, Zay dropped down to second place, um, 17 points behind our leader, who is now Josh, 214 points. You are leading after that big Ricky Stanhouse second place. So pretty impressive. And you used the yeah, mix. Yeah, like you said, there's still so. a lot of racing to go. So. Oh, yeah, there's a ton, but, hey, you're off to a good start. So congratulations. And then this week we got Martinsville coming up. So good old Martinsville. And I don't I really am not sure who I'm gonna go with. When I look at, you know, who's done good over the last few years, I mean you got your Brad Kozlowski, Ryan Blaney, Martin Trix Jr., Joey Logano. Those are like some of the top four drivers right there when it comes to Martinsville. Kyle um, Kyle Bush is the best driver over the last ten races at um, Martinsville with a 5.6 finish. So that's oh. kind of impressive. I didn't, you know, I know Kyle Busch has been pretty good there in the trucks, but I didn't, I did not expect him to have that good of a finish there in the, there in the cup series. So he's too bad. Definitely one to watch. He won't be racing in the cup series. I don't believe there, but AJ Allmendinger actually does pretty good there. Yep. Ty Dillon usually averages in the top 20, which for him isn't bad, but, I'm not sure who the dark horse is going to be that I may try to pick. Looking at Xfinity, who does good there, Harrison Burton, Justin Allgaier, Noah Gregson, Jeb Burton. Ross Chastain actually has done good there. Have I picked him already, though? I don't know. Maybe I'll Michael, look into that. Michael McDowell is going to be one of your dark horse picks Picks for yeah. uh, Martinsville. I think he's lucked out a few times, but he's usually a top 20 driver there. Um uh, Chris Buescher will be, you know, one of your not really dark, dark horse, but I mean, he's, you know, Corey LaJoy, if you're looking just for somebody to fill the field, um, to add, add you some points, he's going to be one of your lower tier drivers that would you think score you some big points if he had a big day. So I may consider that then too. So yeah, I got to do some research. I really don't know which way I'm going to go yet. Josh, what about you? Do you have any ideas or any drivers you're going between? I have no clue. I may go back to pulling numbers out of a hat. Yeah. I'll go ahead and announce mine now. Um, mine will be the 21 of Matthew DiBenedetto. Really? Matt DiBenedetto? All right. So that what, is who I'm going with. What made you decide to go with DiBenedetto? He's having a rough season, but I think he's had a couple of, you know, these, this off week um, where Easter is going to help him kind of recharge the batteries and get back after it. Um, He's not had the best luck here, um, but I can see a steady improvement over the last couple of races. He finished 20th um, back in 19 on the in the spring race, and then he finished 16th on the fall race of 19. And then in the one race they ran in 20, I think one well one of the races he and I think it's the spring race he he finished seventh, or was it the fall race he finished seventh. So I like I said I think he's due to get better as time goes as the season goes i think he's got something to prove there at wood brothers he's going to have to have some kind of fire happen quickly if he's going to find himself another rider i i feel he'll be good reason yeah if no one else wants to say anything oh yeah no definitely so <laughs> Um, got dead air here. Got to say something, air. guys. Dead air. Well, Actually, we're still got, getting back in the groove. A lot of us, I, I dealt with sickness a couple weeks ago because, yeah, of course, I wasn't here. Justin, I think, I think I ended up passing it to Justin through. Yeah, just through the travel. internet. I think my my internet went out for just like one second because I have you was you were breaking up a little bit, and then all of a sudden there was no one saying anything. But yeah, I'm. Maybe Ross Chastain or Ty Dillon is who I may be looking at early on, but we shall see. We shall see. But all right. Well, that is our uh, fantasy racing. For a minute or two, we'll talk a little eye racing, catch up with with uh, Justin White here. And, I need some money, and I need 
You could use some Hang money for iRacing, like can. couldn't you? Hang on, real quick. My uh, my 15 year old is going through driver's training as we speak, and uh, he actually makes that sound when he's driving the car around with the with the instructor. Oh, I thought you were gonna tell me he sings. I need some money. No, he's he's trying his best Ricky Bobby impression. He told me he wanted to buy a cougar, and I told him no. Yeah, you can't buy girls. Not that kind of cougar, Jay. Oh, like a Mercury? Oh, like the cat. Uh, what kind of iRacing stuff do you have? Because I'm dead with him tonight. Um, iRacing has been interesting the past few weeks. Um, for Speedway being one of them, which is one of those fictitious tracks that come back from NASCAR 2003 days. Like I said, um, you know, it's 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 just basically a three mile super speedway, which is kind of neat. It's like a giant Dover, but anyways, it's just, a, you know, it's a giggly track. I call it because you get on there and you start running it, and you're running 250 miles an hour, which is, you know, a little different than usual. So, been running there and a few other places, having some some bad luck um, with our racing. Of course, I I did upgrade my, upgrade most of my um, i racing like equipment, gear, steering wheel pedals, things like that. My son's been wanting to start dabbling in it a little bit. He's only five, so I'm going to give him my um, old equipment and let him start having a look. Not really eye racing, just racing games in general. I'm going to let him start playing around with it. Um, nice. There's a couple of simulators that I may let him have at it. So, How do you like um, your new wheel? I absolutely love it. I don't know if it's going to make me faster, but I'm more comfortable. Um, there's a lot more features too. It's got a lot more force feedback. I bought a Fanatec 2.5 club sport wheel in the official NASCAR NASCAR wheel, which is here. Nice. I don't know if it's hard, my, my hard <laughs> to see. So quick disconnect. Um, I said it. And of course I bought better pedals. I bought Fanatec uh, V3 inverted pedals, which have the load cell and um, some dampers and things like that in there, which kind of, they actually feel like a real set of pedals, like in your car. So it's, um, I said, uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know if it's going to make me faster, but I'm more comfortable, a little bit more confident. Um, I've been, like I said, a few upgrades here and there. Um, outside of that, you know, iRacing is kind of growing the sport of NASCAR. Um, you know, like I said, they scan the Chicago city track, which opens the door for potentially maybe NASCAR coming there in real life at some point. Uh, you know, it's also bringing back old school tracks uh, that we haven't raced on in years, such as North Wilkesboro and uh, a few other of these older tracks. I think Dale Jr. went over there with a couple of his uh, buddies and they, you know, pressure washed the track so iRacing could scan North Wilkesboro Speedway. Nice. Um, I think they've, you know, scanned the Rock, uh, Rockingham Speedway, which is where, you know, NASCAR used to run. And of course, they've done a few dirt tracks that way. You know, the Bristol dirt that's on, you know, iRacing was able to put dirt on top of Bristol. Um, Did you get to do any Bristol dirt racing? I have. Um, how how it's was not that? The same as what you see. It's been fun. It's it dirt is not my forte. I've got a lot more to learn. But iRacing, when they put the dirt, they did it basically digitally on there, digitally on there. So I believe some updates are coming for the dirt after they get get some more data back from NASCAR on how this, how the cars handled in the dirt. Um, I think it'll be, I think it'll get nothing but better. Um, I don't know if they're going to allow that. I recently come in and scan the Bristol track for dirt. I mean, if they did, it'd be really cool. I do know it's going to take about six weeks for them to get rid of the dirt. So I don't see why they couldn't allow I racing to come in for a couple of days. You know, Dale Hart Jr. is now one of the, um, I don't want to say CEOs, but, chief research people over there he's helping iRacing build their database and some of the racing stuff that goes on because you know iRacing is basically it's cheap racing i mean it, you can't go buy a car or a cart or a go-kart and go racing every weekend you can spend a little you know a tenth of that and drive all sorts of tracks and all sorts of cars you know you can drive the lmp1s lmp2s nascar go-karts things like that it's you know beetles Volkswagens. So, you know, it's just an interesting, you get to do. Can you things. race lawnmowers? I wouldn't surprise if that doesn't show up <laughs> at some point. No one I racing. So I will so do it if I can race lawnmowers. It, it wouldn't surprise me if they don't bring it up at some point. But a lot of these drivers are actually using iRacing and, you know, 
using it to train, you know, cause it, you know, you can get full motion simulators, you know, if you want to spend 10 grand plus big money on them, you know, direct drive wheels, which have a lot of force feedback, actually make it feel like a real car as close as you can to it. And these guys are running and practicing on them. So not like the flight simulators, you know, those are big deals now too. So very true. Um, I said, iRacing is definitely not, it's not something you throw a hundred dollars into and expect to be really good. You can't just go buy a console like, you know, like an Xbox, you know, spend five, $600 in a controller. It's, it requires a few more extra pieces of equipment, but once you get into it, it's not really an investment, but more cheap therapy is the way I do it. So cheap therapy. Nice. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that you got everything updated and that you're having a good time. That's the most important part is just have fun with it. Don't, don't overthink it. Just get you a decent running computer and just have and decent steering wheel. You can even get a Logitech 20 G 27. That's what Timmy Hill won with at uh, Texas. So yep. get Woo! that. Just have fun. I think they actually had an invitational, a pro invitational and they raced the dirt there at Bristol, which invited some of the NASCAR drivers and they actually broadcasted it on in MS or FS one, I believe. So that's um, cool. I think they're going to broadcast the next race on there. I think it's this Wednesday or next Wednesday, one of the two. So, you know, just check it out. Give it a try. Do what you think. All right. There's some iRacing updates there. And now we go into our closing words. Wow. Well, now we got two weeks we're looking back at. Um, Texas, so Josh, what was your favorite part of the last two weeks, would you say? Um, from what I could watch of the Bristol Dirt Race, I I did enjoy it. Um, like I said, I had to watch it on the NASCAR app, and luckily they had driver car, uh, driver cameras, so I was able to watch some of the race. But but like I said, there was no commentary, so when they had red flags, I didn't know what the heck was going on. But I I do I do like what the drivers have done the last two races, the winners. Uh taking the checker flag, giving it to the ki- giving it to kids in the crowd instead of hanging on to them because that's just going to make fans for life and give them a story to tell their grandkids. I mean, I, I've seen drivers just take the checker flag and, woo, I win, and then just kind of hold on to it. And I kind of like it better when they're giving it to the kids, engaging with the littler ones and things like that. I'm going to try your flag in Texas. Hey, now, so, some of those races are important to these guys. Like, if I, if it was my first Daytona 500 win, no way am I giving that flag away. I'm hanging on to it. Yeah, that's fair. You know, <clears throat> third or fourth Daytona 500 win, yeah, I might give it away. Oh, I don't know, because uh, Joey Logano is the first guy to win a NASCAR dirt race in over 50 years, and the first one ever at Bristol, he gave the flag away. True. He probably said, I got the trophy. So... It's true. He did get the trophy. Justin White, what about you? What was uh, your favorite part of the last week or two in racing? I think the dust-up between Noah Gregson and Daniel Hamrick was probably my favorite part, Other than even more so than the Bristol dirt. I think drivers need to show a little bit more emotion. Um, I think they need to get after it, drive hard, and let their cars do the talking. But if, if, the, car, if the car doesn't talk enough and you need to run your mouth a little bit more and maybe run your fist, go for it. And I think these guys need to step back and let them fight. Let them have at it. What creates entertainment? I mean, that's what these guys are here for. That's what we pay the tickets for is entertainment. You got to so, fight for your right. You know, we sometimes get green white checkers, which is, you know, basically free racing. Um, it's true. Those rounds are pay for it. But I think after the – the race is over. If these guys want to get on pit road and duke it out for a minute or two, I think they should let them have at it and let them go after it. It'd be interesting to see Daniel Hemrick or Noah Gregson show up next week or the week after, you know, Atlanta or whatever with a black eye and have it for a few weeks. It'd be a good reminder and it'd be a top store for a long time. So um, that's, you know, I'm just being honest. That's my favorite part. Nice. I they like need the, to bring back the emotion. They need to bring back celebrity boxing. There you go. Yeah. In this corner, Daniel Hemrick. And in this corner, Noah Gregson. Celebrity death match, NASCAR edition. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be good, but that's claymation, you know. I know. Celebrity Still entertaining, though. actually them, so. True, true. Let's see. For me, um, as always. What about you, yeah. Sniffles? As always, Sniffles. I enjoy 
all the booth commentary because I'm just really impressed with the people they have for the Xfinity and truck races. Um, and then Jeff Gordon and Clint Boyer are just hilarious. And I even when they – I think they're getting better and better, too, at dialing up cars during the race and asking questions and stuff. And then Ryan Blaney. I mean, winning Atlanta after Larson dominated and then coming in eighth place with a half a car. <laughs> Ryan Blaney was just amazing. I, I, I was really impressed, like you said, how he started what maybe will be a new tradition of the race winner giving the flag away to a kid. And he's in the playoffs now. And um, I just enjoyed watching him race both races. So as I watched his torn-up car go through the field and the dirt at Bristol, I'm like, how is he doing that? I don't even understand. And um, yeah. I, I want that car to become a die-cast. It should. That'd be awesome. I'd buy it. Of, they made a die-cast of Dale Hart Jr.'s Bristol car when Denny Hamlin hit him, I think, in 2017? No, 2014, 2015? And tore half that car off, and he come out with black panels and a duct tape bright orange '88 on the side of it. They actually made a replica of it. Did they? That's awesome. Car. I agree. They should do that with Blaney. Maybe yep. they would have done so. that if he would have won. But um, that that eighth place finish was impressive. So yeah, and I just the dirt was awesome. I enjoyed it. I like. I know some people didn't like it, but I enjoy seeing something a little different, even if it, it was a little messy at times. But NASCAR will figure it out and make it even better next year. So. And then where do we go from there? Time will tell. I wholeheartedly agree. But um, with that being said, uh, we'd like to thank you for joining us here at the I Want to Go Fast Racing Podcast. Please like and follow our Facebook page at the I Want to Go Fast Racing Podcast. You can reach us on the Twitter at GoFastPodcast and by email at GoFastRacingPodcast.outlook.com. Also like our YouTube at the Want to Go Fast Racing Podcast and subscribe. And then please like, subscribe, and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast app of your choice, like Apple, Google, Stitcher, Podbean. And please tell your friends, family, loved ones, and fellow race enthusiasts to check out the I Want to Go Fast Racing podcast. And remember, make sure you stay on that lead lap.